Welcome to another episode of The Social Audiopreneur. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, and I ditched all of my social media marketing efforts at the end of 2020 to test out how I could grow my business using just social audio apps. So this data has really helped me skyrocket my business, and now I am bringing the study of social audio, the psychology behind it, and of course, my agency's results to you in the form of a podcast. Not only are we going to go over the things that matter when it comes to social audio and influencers and business owners alike. We're also going to reset your marketing and entrepreneurial drive, really set you up for success in your business and make sure you feel supported, knowledgeable and ready to kick ass. Let's get into this episode. My first question is always going to go to how are you priced? Um, because out the gate a lot of times, especially when you're first starting, business owners tend to underprice their services or their product just to gain that initial traction in their business. Um, the other one, I'm kind of hyped about making that first sale. And once they get it, I mean, I have definitely seen the lower price. Um, the, the drive or the want, um, the need to feel like they need to do that, but then they never read it. And so then after the business starts to pick up and they have more volume on increasing their business and their services or the demand for their product, they're not seeing the bottom line increase because they weren't priced properly to begin with. And so that is probably the first place that I look. Um, well, I'm saying that back. That is one of the first places. Other places, are you coming? Are you, you know, spending your money on other things that aren't business related? And so at the end of the month, you're looking like, why is my business profitable? But you're actually spending the profit on personal things. So those are the first two areas. Commingling and are you priced correctly? Mm, that's good. Commingling and price correctly. So, Allie, I'll ask you the question as well, and I'll re-ask it for the people that just hopped in. Um, the question is, my business doesn't seem to have money left over at the end of the month. What should I do? What are your tips, Allie? So, uh, just going from a purely book, like if I didn't know anything else about that person, um, I would tell them to take a look at what they're spending their money on. Um, you know, generally speaking, I work with a lot of, um, of you know, clients who whose businesses are based um, online, right? And so what we find is that a lot of the times they'll run into, ooh, shiny, let me buy that thing for, you know, $27 a month and not use it in the least bit. Like, I'm going to use it one time and then never again. Uh, so I, I tell people to just take a look at what you're spending your money on uh, and are you actually using it. Uh, I was actually doing this for my own business today. I'm like, what am I using? What am I not? Is it worth it? Uh, so I, I would definitely start there. That's a really good tip because I do the same thing. <laughs> You calling me out, and this isn't even my question. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to buy this, and I'll use it eventually in my business, and it'll be fine. So it's kind of good. I like that. I like that. So we brought some people up on the stage, and I know some of them are amazing business owners, and some of them might have questions. So today we're talking about um, making sure your business is making money, and we have Coco, who is a fi financial um, 
expert. Like, she's so super good. Um, she's a virtual accountant. She helps you with your taxes. She makes sure that you are making that money. And then we have Allie, who's a badass bookkeeper that helps you make sure your money is going in the right places and tracking that money to make sure where you thought it was going is actually going where it needs to go. So, um, this is a pick your brain session. So anyone down in the listeners lounge, you are always more than welcome to come up and have this conversation with both Allie and or Coco. Um, but I'm going to pass the mic to Janine. Janine, hi, how are you? Thanks for coming up on the stage. Um, the main premise of this, this room is making sure your business is making money. So do you have a question for Coco and Allie or do you maybe have a tip for some of these wonderful business owners? Get in the habit of looking at yours. Spend quality time because that, when you do your CEO day, the cash flow statement needs to be part of that day. That needs to be a review. Because it's your awareness of your current media financial situation that enables you to make better decisions. So for me, that is, you know, a number one, the first, whenever something is going on, I need to give a better assessment. I need to look at it. So if money and financials, you get to the end of the month and the middle of the month, and things are haywire, or you know, you're suddenly putting out fires with those things, uh, then yeah, you need to spend a little more time with that. And the, the person that you want to get to know is the, uh, is the cash flow, the cash flow statement. Um, and then after that, you'll, you'll want to get to be friendly with the, uh, the balance sheet and, uh, and the income statement. Those are, those are your three big friends. When it comes to keep keeping an eye on this, but yeah, everything cash flows in Genie, and that's that's my two cents. Awesome. I'm going to ask a follow up question to Allie. Allie, um, is that something a bookkeeper does, and have you ever worked with something like that? Uh, is, is Sorry, the cash flow statement. I I was thinking in my mind cash flow statement. I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like it. Maybe we should have a conversation around those. Uh, actually, everybody on stage, I just want to take a little quick poll here for Coco and Allie. Um, who has a bookkeeper or does their bookkeeping on a regular basis? Once a week, once a month, once a quarter? Okay, so we have some that don't. Oh, man. Okay, so, oh, and Davina's got it, too. Okay, so then if you um, are doing that, do you guys run a cash flow statement and have a cash flow statement that you guys look at? Oh, Jenny. Thank you. 
a little too much there, Daniel Fire. No, no worries. I'll love to connect with you offline, Coco, and kind of learn a little bit more about your virtual account um, experience. Sure, sure thing. Let me you me the Kick ass. Alright, okay, okay. So I'm going to pass the mic um, here to Cheyenne to see if she has a question or a tip. And Cheyenne, I already know you have a question because we were talking about it yesterday. And this is your place to ask it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. go.
Awesome. All right, Cheyenne. So that answers your question. So we'll move the mic to Daniel. And before we do that, I just want to um, say to everyone in the audience, Ashley, Candice, Yasmin, and Shanae, you guys are more than welcome to come up on the stage. Even if you don't have a question, you can come on up and, um, you know, drop a tip or just hang out. Hang out if you need to, um, because um, this is the place to be when you have these money questions. I know I run into money questions, and I go and ask Coco and Allie myself, so <laughs> that's the place to be. All right, I'm going to pass the mic to Daniel. Daniel, do you have more questions for Coco and Allie when it comes to making money in your business? Yeah, so I have one um, question I wanted to ask. So how was growing your you do everything from like sales, marketing, bookkeeping, and all those stuff. So my main question is, uh, when you're looking to bring on somebody to kind of help bring in more revenue, uh, have you tried hiring salespeople? Okay, so to reiterate your question, you're asking continued revenue growth hiring salespeople. Is that is that a good way to go? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so make it more simple. Have you brought on anybody to your team to simply just do sales for your business? Okay, so I'm, I, I know I have, but I'm here as host only. So I'm going to pass the mic to Jeannie and Jewel and see if they have, if they have any um, particular help. No, nobody? You, you got me while I'm here. I'm so bad. <laughs> That's totally fine. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? <laughs> Track it all. Yeah, so I'll repeat the question. Yeah, I'll repeat the question one more time for any of the moderators on stage if they have a, an answer. So um, he is looking, Daniel is looking to increase his revenue, and he's wondering if anyone here on stage has ever tried or hired salespeople to help increase sales in in uh, in their business. I know I can answer this, but I want to give you guys a chance to answer first. So go ahead. Jewel, you got something? I definitely can't wait to hear anyone's thoughts. I do have some clients that have done this before, and it's definitely been a conversation among some other colleagues that are in the accounting industry. Uh, but I'm curious how effective it has been for others in their business. I think Julie has, or Jewel has something. Eventually, do need to 
as a self-esteem. And for me, with my photography business, I eventually brought on people to help teach, like that sales part to help close those calls because I was getting so many consult calls. I didn't have enough time to handle my own consult calls and still go do my sessions and do and still do all my work. Now, me as a one-on-one coach, I'm not at that level yet. I can see myself getting there, but not for one-on-one coaching. Where I want to go in the future is going towards digital products, selling courses, group coaching. That's when I might want a sales team. But at the end of the day, I will still know how to do my own sales. So this is just my perspective, and I'm going to pause my mic. That's a great perspective to have, is to know how to do it yourself, even though you are hiring it up. Jeannie, what do you have? That is absolutely crucial, but that is exactly where I was going to come from. Anytime you're going to enlist anyone to do any sorts of sales, the first thing that they're going to ask you for is for this. They're going to ask you for your emails, because that's where they're going to begin. Right? So they're going to ask you to go through your zip, they're going to ask for more contacts you have, because that's where they're going to start to, to dig that, that gold. So however you are creating the relationship, first, first place is going to be an absolute determining factor. So that's why the two things. There's two really cool processes in your business, your marketing process and your sales pipeline. Those two things have to be, you know, independently working really flawlessly and then you need to work together as well. So that, uh, as Boko said, when your salesperson comes in, they know where they fit and they know the role that they need to play to get the, the business from point A to point B. And so I think that for me, it hasn't been something that I've really looked into. I haven't had the, the need to. Uh, for the, the type of work that I'm doing, but I'm interested, I'm learning now about some, some new selling, a social selling, uh, and finding out how I can start to make the most of the leads that are coming in through, through my DMs. So, yeah, it's something that I'm certainly both in the, the listening mode and the learning mode, but, uh, but also have had some experience with you really do have to know. You really do have to lead that charge. They are amazing salespeople are amazing at rock stars, but you have to be able to put them in the right direction in order for them to be effective. Does that help you, um, Daniel, with, with, with um, some practicality on, on hiring and finding some salespeople? Uh, yeah, it, it does help a little bit. Can I, can I share the reason why I asked that question? Um, I, I would assume because you were trying to sales, but yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> so, currently, um, I've been a one-man operation for my marketing agency. So I've been doing the sales, the marketing, and all the operating um, for my business. And I got to the point where I wanted to create a team so I could focus uh, more on other areas. So I'm looking into hiring a salesperson uh, or like my first salesperson. And I wanted to see if anybody had an experience where uh, they hired a salesperson and then that person left and started their own company. So I wanted to see if there was any, did anyone have any fears of someone uh, taking the knowledge that they learned and becoming a competitor or um, would you hire a salesperson to just set appointments? So that was generally what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, so I mean this room is about making sure your business is making money. Um, I, I, that would be more of an HR type topic. Um, we do talk about HR on Fridays here in the Help, Help a Business Owner Out Club, so I would highly, highly invite you to come and hang out with us when we have those conversations. Um, because, yeah, the retention of someone that you hire to come work for you is more of an HR issue, um, not necessarily a making money issue. So that's, that's where I'll point you for, um, for that question, okay? 
moving the mic um tanya hey thanks for popping in and hello hello Um, I don't have a question. I have lots of That is a great tip, and I, I love diverse. I mean, I'm the queen of diversification. I got a something for something for everything. Um, <laughs> but um, coming from a um, accountant and bookkeeper standpoint, is there anything you guys want to add to that, Coco and Allie? Allie, do you have anything to add to that when it comes to multiple revenue streams? And this is something that Allie does say on a recurring basis. And since she's not going to say it, I'm stealing it. Uh, make sure when you are doing your bookkeeping, you are keeping things as line items, right? So um, each thing has a line item um, in your income. So you know, oh, this is what's making me this. And this is what's making me that. Um, so that you can easily add or decrease, uh, like like um, Tanya was saying, add or decrease um, what you're doing sales-wise. So I like, I, like, I like that point. I'm stealing it from... 
from some Ellie since she's not going to say it herself. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Cool. Thank you, Tana, Tanya, so much. That was a great tip. Um, that was a great tip. Okay. Um, if I PTR, the next person in line here looks like Francesca. Francesca, hello, hello. Oh, she is a financial advisor. So do you have a question or a tip for us, Francesca? Probably have. Anyone have any rebuttal or add point ads, Coco? Um, to keep more of the money, you know, once you have that product in there. 
Uh, I am more in a mature one, and it's probably there because you can't keep anything until you actually generate it and make profit. Uh, so that's why I look at folks on the uh, right But once you get that bottom line, a lot of times the business owners don't realize how much. Um, how much taxes do they pay? And that's a big business. Uh, the other part of it, too, though, is that there's strategy with it depends on how they're working your business. So if you want to get financing and things like that, sometimes those profits are needed, but they're not, they're not needed every single year. So there's a lot of strategy in making sure that, you know, that bottom line is, um, is not being, it, it looks good on paper, but it also looks good in the bank personal account. So I love that you Francesca and talked about having the room um, to discuss specifically that topic because I think it's a great topic to discuss. And I am speaking. And I'm sending you an email. Thank you, Erin. Perfect. Well, we added to our mod panel, so we have a couple of business development and marketing people, some really great financial people, and for those that are just jumping in the room, this is a pick our brains session. So you can come up, ask Coco, Ali, Janine, Francesca, or Jewel a question when it comes to making money in your business, and they will put their brains together to come up with a really kick-ass solution for you. So feel free to come up on the stage and and ask those questions. And in the meantime, while you're thinking of a question or you know sparking sparking some thoughts we have john john welcome to the stage um do you have a question for us yeah so um i have a question that kind of i think may tie into with the previous ladies for discussion about taxes so um, a little exposition i am launching a candle brand next month and i come from a music business background so i'm service. This will be my first foray into product entrepreneurship. And I'm getting a little tripped up as far as sales tax goes and how I should be collecting that and how I should be paying it. Some people say you need to pay it quarterly. Some people say just put it in savings and pay it once a year. And some people are saying like you don't have to collect sales tax for online sales. So I'm just a little confused on where to start looking for information that pertains to where I am in the world. Who wants to take that first? Can you, can you repeat the question again? I missed, I missed part of it. Can you repeat the question, John? Yeah, so my main uh, question, I guess, is around sales tax and how you should be going about collecting sales tax because I'm just when my brand launches, it's going to launch next month, so I'm not selling just yet, but I want to make sure that I have, you know, all my I's and T's crossed and dotted. So, I guess the question is, as a very small business that started, how should I go about collecting and paying sales tax? Um, so, you know, it really depends on what, what software you're so I would, one, one, you can either find a sales tax expert. So um, I know most people say that uh, one account fits checks off boxes, and that's definitely not always the case. So you want, they want to find, depending on um, how large um, of a business, how, you know, how, how big a business may grow, you may want to find a sales tax expert. And there are a lot of accountants that only 
themselves mm. as um, set up where they will call themselves hacked on your behalf and then you um, to save. Uh, there are a lot of guidelines behind those hacks whether or not you're required to um, collect and pay in different states if you're, um, you know, have internet self commerce sales and things like that. So you definitely want to check up on that. Um, working with a sales tax expert. Um, also, TaxJar and Avalar are great, great, great platforms to use in order to administer your sales tax. So um, you can integrate those with your platform and they will handle everything for you on your behalf as far as your um, the collections, your filing, your payments, everything. So it's like a one-stop shop. Um, I definitely outsource it or I use TaxJar to administer that service on my behalf because I'm not a sales tax expert. Uh, I keep it very simple. Awesome. John, I'm so glad we were able to help you. Feel free to hop in the DMs of Coco or Allie or Jewel or anybody really um, to get some further help as, as questions arise. But this room happens every single week here in Help a Business Owner Out. So um, as questions arise, this is the place to come, ask them, and move on with your week and implement them into your business. I'm really, really excited to um, see some more faces down in the audience. You guys are more than welcome to come up and ask these questions. This is a pick our brain session. So these moderators are here to literally give you their time and expertise. I'm going to pass the mic here to Tiffany. Tiffany, do you have a tip or a question for us? Um, absolutely. Um, I always have a tip or a question. Um, I actually want to ask you a question today because I know that you have made money on Clubhouse and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are not understanding how to make that happen so I would love to know what an effective follow-up strategy is when you're utilizing lead generation tool 
Yeah, so I use the DMs for just about everything. Yep, the DMs are my favorite thing. Um, so I make sure to follow up with people that have been in my rooms. I follow up with people uh, that maybe said something cool, like, you know, like Francesca, Jewel, Janine, Coco, Allie have all said really, really good things in these rooms, so I follow up with them. And I make sure it's personalized, and um, they can also identify where I actually heard them. So, for example, if I was listening to this room, not hosting it, and I was like, man, I really need a Coco in my life, which I I do need a cocoa in my life. I have an alley in my life, but I need a cocoa too. Um, and you know, I really need a cocoa in my life. I would shoot her a message and say, Hey, I saw you in the making sure your business is making money room, right? So that, that way she can kind of attribute when um that happened. And then um, you know, I would finish that with my question, you know, are you available for a quick chat on, you know, if you can help my business or whatever. And that way that connection is made. And then I just make sure to follow up on those conversations, right? I don't let those conversations die um at least for a very long time, maybe for a few days because well, life, but <laughs> not for weeks and months, right? And I and I make sure to follow up and see um, if I'm looking to hire them, see if I can get on a call with them and see if we're a fit um, or vice versa, if I would like them to hire me. Um, you know, I, I see where they're at in their business and continue on forward to make sure that they're, you know, they're a good fit for us. Uh, it's a qualification process, right? So that's how I follow up um, and, and make sure my business is making money and then, um, you know, collect the cash on the back end. So yeah, that's, that's the basics of it. Does it help? Oh, yeah, awesome. I mean, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Cool. Kick ass. Alrighty. We have one more person on stage. Um, I know Candace, Carolyn, Catherine, and Ma Richard are in the audience. And if you guys have questions, seriously, this is a nice small room. Um, there is no stupid questions. Are no stupid, are no stupid questions? Is that how you say it? I don't know what the right grammar is there, but there are no stupid questions. So you're more than welcome to come up on stage. But in the meantime, I'm going to pass the microphone to Carolyn. Carolyn, what is your tip or question for us? Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me up on stage. Um, I really appreciate it. So I actually just started following this room, uh, making sure your business is in making money. Um, so I did just hit follow. Um, I love how this is majority, uh, if not all ladies in the room. Um, so that's really great. And I wanted to ask, actually, um, I had a question today about um, virtual assistants. I'm not sure if anybody um, or maybe a bunch of people might have them, but I just wanted to know um, if anybody does have them, and if so, what kind of tasks do you allow them to um, work on? Yeah, I'm going to pop in here and say, I know for a fact we have a couple of virtual assistants, but Jean, uh, Jeannie, go ahead and, and answer that, and then we can let the virtual assistants kind of tell their, tell their stuff. Go ahead, Jeannie. I like that. I like that idea. So the first and most important thing to remember with a virtual assistant is that you want someone who is going to be really well diverse in, in skill, right? So I've been running an agency. I started with services getting people connected with virtual assistants and social media management. That's, that's probably a whole other thing. But the thing that I have learned the most about working with virtual assistants is that the success of it depends very, very much on you. So knowing exactly what you want, what you need, so that you can create clear guidelines. And it helps so much to be able to walk in the door and say, this is what I'm trying to achieve. This is where I'm getting stuck and giving them some context to work with. And if you've got processes that already exist, this is how I'm doing my email. 
doing my, you know, social media posting. This is, I, I have, uh, you know, slide decks that I need to put together for webinars. I have to do two of those a week or whatever it is that you, you're doing. When you hand that off to your VA, being able to tell them exactly what you need them to do and why and the outcome that you want to see, giving people context really, really helps. So when it comes to the sorts of tasks that I give people that I really kind of set forward VAs, I always say that at the VA level, you, you have kind of a, a, a generalist. And when you start to get into more specific skills, um, that's when you start to talk about you know, OBMs and, and virtual COOs and things like that. So whereas um, a virtual assistant would be someone who could do your social media scheduling for you, can maybe update Canva templates for you um, to create your social media posts. A, uh, an OBM, like or social media OBM, might be able to do something like uh, write all the captions for you and they'll be able to create new templates for you. And if you're a VA and you're doing that and you're not charging for it, then we need to talk. <laughs> so that's, that's my recommendation when looking for uh, a VA is that you want to make sure that you're really clear and really specific on the skill and the outcome that you want to be able to achieve with the, the tasks that you, you give them. And as far and then from that point, it really is. There are VAs for everything who can do any and all types of tasks, whatever you need. And so with that, I'm going to pass the to the VAs and talk about how basically I'm doing. I'm I'm finished I don't know. I don't know if they popped out. I don't know what happened. Where'd Cheyenne go? Anyway, anybody else here about VA that wants to talk about what they can do? Uh, I mean, I'm here. Um, so I, I totally would love to answer this question if that's okay, Jocelyn. Yeah, go ahead. Do I have in place? What processes do I need in place? Do 
delegate them or can I delegate that to someone else to do? And then what tasks do I need to be doing and what tasks does someone else need to be doing? So that is, that's my suggestion when it comes to providing FBA and figuring out what they should be doing for you. Um, this is Tiffany and I'm completed with my thoughts. I have a book recommend, um, recommendation um, recommendation for you. It's called Clockwork. Um, gosh, um, it's by um, Mike. Uh, I know this one. Mike, uh, Michael Watson. I don't know. I can't remember. He's the, um, the author of Profit First. But um, I, I would highly suggest listening on Audible or read it. I listen to Audible all the time, but check out Clockwork. I think that would be um, a great um, a great resource for you um, that you are thinking about hiring a virtual assistant to help you kind of go through the tasks that you may want to delegate and outsource. So that um, that's my suggestion. Check it, check that out. And I am completely. Just want to say thank you guys, um, everybody, for their information, um, helpful tips. Um, definitely going to look into the book, I'm going to order that, and all the other tips as well. I really appreciate all the help. I am so glad that we could help you. I absolutely, absolutely love um, that we could we could get you some of that information. And seriously, feel free to hop in the DMs of anyone here that resonates with you. That is what we're here for, is to answer them. So, um, since oh, we do have a Rochelle here on the stage. I was going to say, since we don't have anyone up here, but we already do, so I'm going to let uh, Rochelle go here, and then I have a follow-up question for you, Mods. So, um, Rochelle, welcome to the stage. Tell us a little bit about you, and do you have a question or a tip? Hey, thanks so much. Um, it's Rachel. I know it's spelled differently. Um, with the I am so sorry. No, it's okay. It, uh, it's happened all my life. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I am um, a digital marketer. I have a digital marketing business called Roseville Media where I do brand identity and brand management for visionaries. Um, I also have a journal and lifestyle brand called Radiant Thorns where um, I create digital art. I also do abstract paintings. And I actually have a new product um, coming out. So I have a question about that, but I did want to open up myself for anyone who might have um, any digital marketing questions. But my question is, um, I have a new product. I actually got it created um, at a factory in China. It just got here a couple of days ago. And now I really need to sit down and create the marketing plan. So if anyone has tips specifically on marketing um, a product, and it's a, I'm trying to think how to best describe it because I also need to work on my copy for how to describe it. But it's something that, it exists in the market, but I haven't seen it like on social media or anything like that. But it's basically like a travel, um, a travel. It's not really a bag. This, this is where I get, <laughs> um, you know, the part I need to work on. But it's created basically for um, people who have tech items like all your chargers, your mouse. Um, if you want to put some pins in there, but basically as a way to store your items or to travel with your tech items, but it's like a premium type of bag. So someone who is like into fashion, but also into tech would like this item. Got it. That sounds like a more of a marketing question. Um, this is about making money in your business. If you were focusing on the financial, I do know we 
No, no, don't worry about it. I do know we have Jewel in here that is um, pretty amazing when it comes to marketing. Um, and I would direct you to her DMs. My DMs are open. If not, um, I do want to let you know here in the um, Help a Business Owner Out Club, on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have very specific marketing rooms um, all about marketing and things like that. And then on Thursday nights, we have a market research room, which it sounds maybe like you're a market research question more than anything. And I just want to make sure we're staying on topic on the financials. But if anyone wants to, to pop in quickly, Jewel, I think does. So go ahead, Jewel. Yeah. Hey, this is Jewel. Uh, that's a great question, Rachel. So definitely hit me up in the DMs. But I'm going to say if you haven't considered Amazon yet as a way to springboard the visibility for your product, that's where I would actually start. This is me coming from this as a former Amazon third-party seller, like working in their org and also as an Amazon third-party seller myself. It is one of the fastest ways to grow that visibility for your product when you're new to the market. If you do just a little bit of keyword research for the SEO and the Amazon platform, you can build that forward and then start to funnel that traffic to your own site or whatever you know your own channel is for selling the bulk of your product. So that's how a lot of people will do it. Definitely feel free to follow up with me in the DMs if you want to know more. Back over to you, Jocelyn. Boom, bang. All right, anyone else want to add something to that? No? We're good? All right, cool, because I want to follow up with it. I, I got a second question for you, wonderful moderators. Um, what are the top things you should include in your pricing so that you that I can cover overhead, right? What are the top things I should include in my pricing so I can cover overhead? That was a question um, I got uh, over the last week, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have them answer it when we're talking about money here on Clubhouse. So, um, Coco, do you want to go first with your top two or three things to include in pricing? Um, if you sell X 
and then look at the price and forecast it out. But those are my top three. Coco and ISFC. Those are a great top three. Allie, do you have a top three as well? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so, um, I would definitely take into consideration, you know, um, if, if going off of, uh, you know, if you have a product that you're selling, because I know we've had a few people in here who have had, uh, you know, who are looking at uh, selling a product, um, I would look at, uh, you know, costs of basically everything that Coco said, to be honest. Um, you know, look at the, the price that you are paying for the product. Look at, you know, how much time you are, you are putting into your product. I, I um, you know, and going back on something that Coco said earlier, like, you know, value your time. I know that a lot of people, when they're first starting off, they, they do undervalue their time. Um, so make sure that you know your worth. You know that your time is worth money um, when you're putting together your packaging and your pricing. So um, don't don't underselling yourself. Um, and then don't forget about the the pieces that you need in your business to be able to put that stuff together. Um, even if it's a service, you know. Um, if you have software that you use, make sure that you're considering the software that you're you're paying for for that service for your customer. So, um, yeah, those those are my my three things. And add tax. I forgot to add that one. Add tax. Oh yes, that one. The taxes always with the taxes. <laughs> Alrighty, well that is some awesome answers. I am. So, oh, we have Francesca. Francesca, I'm so sorry. for I didn't forget about you, but I did forget about you a little bit because I haven't been looking at my phone. I've been taking notes. Yes, I take notes during these. So if you want the notes today from uh, making sure your business is making money, feel free to shoot um, help a business owner out a DM. But, Francesca, do you have some things that you think that people should be um, adding in or under to whatever they're pricing to make sure that they can cover overhead? Yes, um, I will share with you the wisdom that was bestowed upon me during um, accounting class while I was going through my MBA. Um, I really appreciated that instructor because uh, he recognized that the vast majority of the people in the room uh, were never going to be accountants. We're never going to pursue careers in accounting and we'd rather just have the smart people that understand accounting do the accounting for them. Um, but the best suggestion that he offered when you're trying to understand, you know, from a business perspective, you know, how do you price, how do you make sure that you're profitable, how do you, you know, make sure that your books are all in order, this idea of fixed costs, love, volume. So when you're thinking about product, I know that John mentioned that if he's getting ready to launch a candle business, he is going to have fixed costs that are going to be associated with that business. So it might be the wax melter. It might be the um, pretty shrink wrap gun so that you can um, shrink wrap you know, around a candle to get a nice um, decorative um, finalized product. Um, when you have those things, the way that you make them the most efficient for your business is to run as much volume through them as humanly possible. Um, I would also say, and I'm certainly not trying to 
why the Tiffany is a fixed cost. But when you're using somebody like Tiffany as a virtual assistant, you are signing up for um, a certain scope of work, and she's going to get paid for that scope of work. And if you're not fully utilizing her, you're leaving money on the table. And so I would recommend that whether you're a service, whether you're a product, you think carefully about what are the fixed costs in your business and how you can make them the most optimized possible. Um, that's not directly impacting your pricing strategy, but it will reduce your cost of goods sold or your cost of services offered. And ultimately, that's going to help your bottom line. And I am completed with that thought. Ooh, those were good ones. Those were good ones. I like the fixed cost thing. I tend to forget about fixed costs myself, and then I <clears throat> get through all everything, and then I'm like, wait a second, that still doesn't look right. And then I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I have to go back and, and redo my math. Uh, Jewel, do you have something to add to this as well? Yeah, so this is Jewel. I'm going to go, since everybody has covered most of, like, the really... I would say obvious things, you know, where your eye tends to go, like the, the stuff you literally have to buy to make your stuff or the software you need to produce your service. Like, yes, I would say what is maybe a little bit not as apparent are the, is the money you're spending on professional services to help support your business. So accountants, lawyers, uh, whoever else, you know, there might be. Uh, stuff like licensing fees, so kind of close to taxes, but not quite the same. So any licensing fees you need to be paying for, say, like your business license or any any other professional licensing fees. And then lastly, like this is probably going, okay, last two, I would say. Sorry, I'm giving you four instead of three. Sorry, I swear I follow directions, Jocelyn. But advertising education. So those two are my biggest spends for my business every year. And... And if you're not thinking about, you know, education and advertising, like hopefully you would at least be aware that you spent money on advertising for your business. But I do find that a lot of people just simply forget about the money they spent on the classes or the training or the continued, you know, continued learning. So that's my two cents here. This is your back over to you, Jocelyn. <laughs> Four, five. Yeah, go ahead, Coco. I'm totally, I'm, I'm good for all of these tips. Go for it, Coco. Don't just price on right now. Um, price on where you need to go because you will. 
Well, well, well. These are great tips. Anyone on the stage have any follow-up questions or tips that they want to impart before we end the room here? Gonna go with no. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm going to end the room here on a great note. The notes will probably be out at the very latest tomorrow, so feel free to follow the Help a Business Owner Out Club. Follow our beautiful moderators, or actually anyone here on the stage. Make sure you're getting into the DMs of everybody, because that's how you're going to continue to connect and grow with these beautiful people. And you can come back day after day um, and follow them as they are imparting knowledge here inside of the Clubhouse streets. And I am so thankful you all joined us today. Anyone have any funny words? No? Okay. That's good. Thank Allie. you, Jocelyn. Thank you. Have a good rest of the day, you guys. That brings another episode of the Social Audiopreneur to an end. What did you learn today? Let us know by taking a screenshot of this particular podcast and putting it on your Instagram stories, tagging the Social audiopreneur and we will make sure to give you some social audio love that being said if you did like this podcast feel free and please leave us a rating and review on apple itunes podcast spotify or wherever you listen hit that subscribe button and that way you can always tune in to the next episode that we drop hope you have an amazing rest of the day go drink your coffee and kick ass Bye bye <laughs>